When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My name is David and today I am very honoured to be joined by Ali, FPL Guns, as you may know him from Twitter, who of course is the reigning world champion of FPL. And he's coming to us fresh from a trip to the UK where he has finally received uh, his crown, his prizes uh, for winning FPL last season. So it's been quite an incredible week for you, hasn't it, Ali? How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you, especially with uh, full of emotions uh, after a week in London and visiting the games. Uh, it's been an amazing uh, 10 days, I believe, and uh, with all the uh, tiredness of uh, traveling, I'm ready to uh, you know, go on with the FPL season. Yeah, so uh, my understanding is you were at the Arsenal game on Sunday uh, as they beat Man United. What was the, did, You went to another match as well, is that right? Yes, I went to uh, the first game. Uh, I barely made the Fulham game, actually. Uh, so I just entered the stadium and uh, the game has started. So uh, I, I had a delay on my flight and I've, it was a long story, a long journey. And uh, But I've, uh, you know, uh, I made it on time. So the first game was Fulham game at home. Um, great atmosphere, amazing game. And uh, it had everything as well, penalties um uh, comebacks and uh you know uh, the result wasn't the one i wanted but uh, uh nevertheless it was an, an amazing game to watch yeah certainly i mean um the, the way that arsenal have started the season of course has been um, unpredictable in many ways uh, especially from an fbl perspective but as you say from a neutral perspective they have been uh, quite quite crazy i mean what was it what was it like to see some of the players uh, who you know you've you've had in fbl over the years in the flesh scoring goals you know effectively getting fbl points in the same room as you if you think about it <laughs> yeah it was amazing because i uh, decided to captain saka uh, against fulham so uh, I went against Holland and uh, it paid off. Uh, so uh, he scored a penalty and watching him uh, actually, uh, Odegaard handing the ball to him, it was really satisfying because when the penalty was given and I didn't really know if it would, you know, uh, if Saka would take it because the last one, Odegaard took it. And I was really happy. And uh, I had a feeling that he would score because uh it's a home crowd. Uh, I'm there. It's meant to be, you know. Uh, delivered point. It's incredible that that you, I hadn't actually realised you'd captained him uh, over Haaland. And I suppose on on the the same weekend, of course, Haaland missed his penalty against Sheffield United. So incredible, you know. It was the right decision in hindsight, but also the right decision in your heart as well because you were at the game. Yeah, it was an amazing feeling. To be honest, uh, it's hard to describe. Because, uh, you know, all the drama, we were sitting right over the uh, away stand of Fulham fans. And it was uh, it was uh, fun to, you know, communicate with them and uh, have a little banter. It was it was really good. Good. 
And I suppose the United game, uh, uh, well, I mean, uh, one of those is a North, well, not a North London derby, just a London derby. But the other one, of course, is, is a less of a derby, more of a rivalry match. What was it like for that one? I mean, Arsenal and Manchester United, two Premier League titans whose rivalry goes back many years. You know, have had all sorts of objects thrown at, at players like pizzas and all stuff like that. I'm guessing nobody lobbed their pizza on Sunday, but just to be at a game of that, <laughs> of that type must have also been uh, incredible as well. How did you, how did you get on FPL-wise in that game as well? It was it was amazing because uh, I grew up watching you know Fergie and Wenger uh, rivalry. Uh, Henri was always uh, scoring more you know more than when Nistelrooy or other way around. It was a good rivalry, and I and I really you know uh, wanted to visit uh, the United game most of all. And um, it turned out actually even better than I expected because the drama. Uh, VAR decisions, offsides, uh, the goal cancelled, and they come back. It's uh, it was an amazing uh, game to watch because it had everything as well. I mean, as a fan, like I experienced all the emotions starting from the start, all the way up to the last game, last uh, you know seconds of the game. And uh, FPL-wise, uh, I think I did fairly well. I did over the average, and I had a slight, uh, you know, uh, green arrow jumping. I think I was 700k, and now I'm 600 something. So it's uh, it was it was an okay game week, considering that I didn't have a red arrow. So yeah, it's uh, it's a mixed feeling when you know the your team is uh, actually dominating the game and. Uh, uh, the other team, Rashford scores, who is in your team, obviously. Like you, <laughs> kind of upset, but uh, on the other hand, you're like, okay, at least it was Rashford. You know, it's, it's <laughs> not too bad. And the fact that Odegaard just uh, got one back right after the game, uh, right after the goal scored, it was really, you know, uh, the mood was okay. So um, it was it was great. I mean, I'm watching more of my. Uh, I've I've kept Martinelli because a lot of people kept. Bruno and sold Martinelli, one of the uh, Arsenal assets. But I, uh, I, I, you know, hold on to him because uh, I think in the next game week uh, he has a good opportunity to deliver big. Mm. Well, and the same yeah. with Rashford as well. I mean, I actually sold Rashford myself, uh, got got Madison, and in the end, it didn't really matter because I got the same points. But it must be nice to have. Well, I say must be nice. You have obviously mentioned there you had to watch Rashford score against your team, uh, but you know to 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 hold on to a player, a lot of people are selling, and then he gets a goal as well. Is there is some satisfaction to that as well? Yeah, well, uh, of course, it was fifty fifty for me between Rashford and Bruno because. At the end, I decided to go, uh, you know, to stick with Rashford because he always delivered uh, in Arsenal games against Arsenal. And um, I think it was uh, basically just the logic behind was that they will be contra-attacking uh, team. And uh, usually Rashford is on the end of the uh, contra-attack. So uh, this was exactly what it what I thought it would be. And uh, I didn't want Arsenal to concede, to be honest, but uh, they did. And uh, I wasn't thinking a lot about fantasy at the game because there were just too much emotions. And then when I realized that my team did quite well, uh, it was even better. So. Yeah. Icing on the cake. Well, speaking of icing on the cake, uh, you were showing off before we started recording some of the, the awesome merchandise you've received after your trip to the yeah. UK as well. So you, you absolutely have to show it off to, to the viewers as well. 
This is my uh, fantasy football mug. <laughs> Wait, there we go. And that uh, looks like a shirt as well. Is that right? Is wrong, yeah. There we go. He's, he's a full <laughs> branded man now. Yeah, I can't really show all show off all of my stuff, but uh, at least this would uh, make nice. This is the reminder <laughs> for people who wants to quit at the beginning of the season, but we'll go on to that. We'll talk about it later, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. What well, one last question about the merchandise? Do they still give out stress balls? You know, the little squidgy rubber ball thing. Yeah. You got one yeah. of those as well. Oh, excellent. I got one of those. Uh, I got the notebook with a pen as well. With the uh, there's there's a ball, uh, a Premier League ball. Of football, I mean, uh, what else was there? There's there's a list of uh, the watches, the fancy watch, watch I got, and uh, of course the goodie bag, the jacket. Uh, I mean, the whole the list goes on, and uh, the blue, uh, the headphones, and uh, I think all of the. Uh, just would like to thank the Fantasy Premier League for all the opportunities they gave me, and the main thing that I visited UK and uh, finally went on to my uh, favorite team stadium and uh, had get to experience that. So it was it was an amazing week for me. Yeah, I'm not surprised. That uh, FPL watch is it? Does it have an alarm every time there's a deadline, or do you need to set that yourself? I think I'll have to set that oh, myself. I'd send send it back. I want it, send it back to him. I want I want that to have alarms for the deadlines, please. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, especially especially as there's so many Friday ones. Although we are back to Saturdays now, which is which is quite nice. Which, of course, is a decent segue to to move on to how your team's getting on right now. We've sort of briefly alluded to it a little bit, uh, and of course, you have been able to check in uh, with viewers. Um, you know, with uh, with your appearance on the FPL winners on Sunday. So I think a lot of people kind of were aware of how you were getting on after game week two. But what we've got here today is how your team got on in game week three. Then we'll talk about how your team got on in game week four. And then we'll talk about how you're planning for game week five. So should we start with how you got on in, in game week three? I'm looking at a team with 62 points. It was Pickford, Estupin, Anchua, Saliba, Rashford, Foden, Martinelli, Fernandez, Captain Saka, as we've already talked about, uh, Haaland on just the four points for his missed penalty, Jackson, seven points up front as well. Udogi on the bench, but you weren't alone in that one. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, your plans going into game week three, how you felt uh, coming out of it. Um, yeah, uh, talk to us about how that's gone. Yeah, I rolled a transfer in game week two. So uh, I had uh, Pedro instead of Jackson and uh, Luke Shaw instead of Udogi. And, uh, well, I used two of my transfers, but uh, I was really um, hoping that Arsenal will keep a clean sheet and uh, played Saliba instead. So uh, maybe in hindsight, it's it's easy to tell, but uh, I was maybe hoping for... a. Uh, you know, uh, performance against, uh, I think Spurs were playing, uh, were they against the, what was the game? Okay, they were playing Bournemouth away and uh, Udogi came out with the assist and a clean sheet. I was, you know, maybe hoping that Bournemouth would score, that's why, and Spurs were playing away. So uh, the game week itself turned out really well for me because I held on to uh, Rashford and Bruno. Uh, they delivered against uh, Forrest at home. And the Saka, of course, as I said, scored a penalty with uh, one bonus point, uh, game 16. Foden came off the bench, had an assist. Holland, luckily for me, uh, didn't really go crazy. And Jackson scored his goal. So uh, I was thinking to get Sterling, but uh, I didn't really want to sell any of my midfielders. So uh, I had to, you know, get another Chelsea uh, attacker, which was Jackson. 
Uh, Chilwell, of course, uh, was an obvious option. I, uh, so game week three, uh, I think, was you know fairly well, and I uh, jumped over quite a, a big uh, gap in the overall rank. So um, it was a green arrow, and uh, I was really happy with the result. Just one Odogi uh, benching was really, <laughs> you know, unfortunate so yeah well game week three i think was uh because well, we obviously can see on the screen right now the average for the game week was 44 so it was a good game week to have a good game week because a lot of people didn't do all that well so uh even just getting to 60 points um is going to result in a bigger green arrow than usual so it was a good week to do it and um a lot of people had sold man united midfielders to go to chelsea midfield and you got uh 19 points out of holding uh the two you had uh i mean I think you're the first person I've come across that captained someone other than Haaland for game week three as well. So, I mean, that paid off too as well. So, but I suppose, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit, going against the grain is something that you're probably a little bit more used to uh, because you kind of have to do that to win FPL because if you do what everyone else does every week, you're never going to win. Um, and you you will remember times when you went against the grain and it paid off. So you can probably do it with more confidence than perhaps many other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, let's not forget that the beginning of the season, it's uh, one period of time where we, you know, don't want to stress about our overall rank because um, the points gaps are still very slim, you know, it's, uh, and most of the people in top 100, top 50, top 10, they've already used their, you know, triple captains, bench posts and all, all the other chips. So uh, it's, uh, you know, you can relax a little bit and uh, take your time with the wild card. Uh, I'm not planning on wild carding for a bit now because my team looks okay to me, at least, you know, on paper. And uh, I'm not, uh, you know, running, uh, you know, after the price rises and the squad value because these are the points that I've been talking a lot uh, in the past because uh, price rises and team value really, really squad value pushes you towards you know uh, illogical or sometimes rash decisions and uh, you better wait. Uh, it's an international break and uh, there's no point of making transfers now. Maybe catching up. It's uh, we still got time to enjoy it and until we realize that we're nowhere near where we want to be, but. Uh, it's it's a good time. The beginning of the season is always exciting. You can, you know, um, as long as you don't, you know, fall too much behind. But I think everybody has a chance to, you know, catch up and do better than they started. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you say, it is very concertinaed right now. Everyone's very close together. I was just having a look at the difference between um, your score and my score right now. You're on 260 points total. I'm on 278 points. So it's just 18 points, which actually is not very many. You know, if, if you captain a player who scores a hat-trick and I captain a player who's blanked, you know, you've made that up probably uh, quite quickly. And despite that relatively small gap, uh, it's about 600,000 places between us, which sounds big. But the point is, is that as you just one really good decision versus one really bad decision for me, for example, away from leapfrogging me. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Some of these, the, the numbers don't need to scare people right now, do they? Absolutely not, because uh, a lot of people get really upset with their ranks and thinking about quitting FPL in the beginning because they haven't had a good start. But uh, it's we have to remember that it's a marathon it's not a sprint uh, and even even if you used your all of your chips it's still sometimes you use a chip and it just backfires and it turns out really 
a bad use of a chip. So uh, it, it's an unpredictable game, and uh, I would encourage everyone to keep playing and keep enjoying the game itself. Bad game weeks happen. They, I, my last season, uh, it wasn't perfect. I've, I've had really bad game weeks, blunders, mistakes, transfers in and out uh, in one game week, hits. It all happened. I mean, I still managed to somehow win it in the end. Of course, with good amount of luck on my side, but uh, you you have to be prepared and uh, give the uh, luck play itself, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's move on to your game week four team then. Um, and we've kind of, again, already alluded to some of this because you got to, to watch attacking returns from three players at the Emirates uh, in Rashford, Martinelli and Saka. But you had Pickford in goal, Stupinian, Chilwell. You started Udogi this time just to five points. Uh, Towards ever thus. You bench him, he gets 12. You start him, he gets five. Uh, Foden and Madison got you five and seven points respectively. Jackson, one point. Captain Haaland, obviously, 40. Turner, Saliba, Bullock and Mabama on the bench. 78 points in total over the average once again again another green arrow as you mentioned up to 631,636 so yeah talk us through what went into planning game week four and how it went for you um I was the, the, my uh, early thoughts in the beginning of that week I was thinking that was a dis- discussion on all uh twitter uh sphere uh who to get sterling madison or uh I think there were a couple of other options as well. And um, I, I already had two Chelsea assets. And um, the fact that they played good uh, against Luton team at home, I think, uh, you know, uh, it was a good uh, game to play and to get some confidence. But uh, Forest are not exactly the same. So that really tipped me off Sterling because... Uh, uh, I already had uh, Chelsea coverage in Jackson and uh, Chilwell, so I didn't want, I didn't really want to triple up on them, and uh, you know I was uh, really eager to get one more Spurs asset because uh, the the, the uh, Madison was on form and uh, <clears throat> he had good fixtures, uh, even though. For after a couple of game weeks, Madison will be facing Arsenal and Liverpool. I still think there is potential for goals there. And uh, I'm not going to say I was thinking to get uh, Son in my team, but, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's an explosive asset. We all know that. And we didn't really know that he will be playing number nine. And um, uh, Postacoglu has changed uh, a team a little bit uh, by playing Solomon on the left and so on uh, as a striker. So it really paid off for them. And uh, going forward, they looked really dangerous. Uh, and Madison, you know, at least they got one goal. And um, when, you, when you're going for teams like, uh, I mean, this season, the attacking teams that score a lot of goals and uh, you have to have uh, attacking coverage as well. Because otherwise you'll be falling behind. One one uh, asset that I don't own still is uh, Mboma from Brentford, and his he keeps delivering, even scoring penalties, uh, non penalty goals. I mean, his stats are unbelievable, and I'm I'm not sure how to uh, either to wait until that uh, purple patch ends, whether if it ever ends. I mean. 
uh, whether just to follow and get get him in because he's he's the only one um, that's damaging my rank uh, in terms of the uh, highly owned players that I don't own. Yeah, Burmo certainly has, uh, has had a very good start to the season. As you say, it's not just uh, the penalties. He's doing very well outside of the penalty situation uh, as well. Um, and yeah, in terms of how you get to him, it's a tricky one because uh, certainly United's fixtures are going to turn for the better soon. Uh, I'm certainly looking at actually signing Fernandez to be honest, for game week six, for example. Uh, it's hard to get rid of a City midfielder, even if they, uh, you know, you're not always sure they're going to start. I mean, Foden just keeps on ticking over. Uh, Madison, of course, uh, is another one who's, who's, who's ticking over as well. And you kind of already alluded to Martinelli and Saka, you know, quite happy holding them as well. I mean, would you... Yeah, I mean, I suppose you can... Sometimes in FPL, having a setup you're happy with is enough coverage, in inverted commas, for not having someone else who's also in good form, potentially. And that could be the way you go. Yeah, as long as uh, it all mixed up, you know, a lot of factors coming into play, the ownership, uh, the points elsewhere. I mean, uh, when I'm thinking of, uh, it always hurts when you transfer someone out and he <laughs> goes on and scores. And uh, this is exactly why I'm uh, trying to manage my team uh, with the minimum number of transfers used because... Uh, looking at my midfield here, Rashford, Foden, Martinelli, Madison, and Saka, I think they're all, uh, you know, high upside players. And uh, the ceiling uh, when they're on the, their, on their day is really high. Um, I think City game uh, plays the first game. If we get early team news in terms of uh, having Foden uh, in the starting lineup or Alvarez, I think, uh, you know, we might get... Uh, sometimes the city pressers were are really getting you know embargoed, and we don't get to see even a press conference. But that, but if Pep says something about starting lineup, I'll consider maybe taking out Foden. But the um, the rest of the team I think looks good for for a few game weeks at least. Well, let's talk about the next one then, game week five. Um, a lot of people are already planning for uh, that particular round of fixtures, even though we've got a little bit of a break before uh, it happens. So I think most people are probably uh, making plans in their heads without necessarily making transfers, of course. Um, and yeah, as you say, your team actually does look set up quite nicely for those fixtures. So I'll just read it through for the benefit of the podcast listeners. Uh, Turner in goal is at home against Burnley, for example, is a good fixture. Uh, Saliba um, away at Everton, uh, Chilwell away at Bournemouth. Udogi at home against Sheffield United. Then you've got Rashford at home against Brighton. Uh, West Ham are hosting Foden and Haaland. As Man City go to the London Stadium. Then Martinelli and Saka also get to go to Everton uh, as well. Madison at home against Sheffield United. Bournemouth are going to be hosting Chelsea, as we've mentioned already. So that means Jackson has got a, a favourable fixture. And then what you've got on the bench, you know, is the ones you wouldn't probably wouldn't want to start anyway. Pickford at home to Arsenal. A stupid nana away at United. Bulldog away at Spurs. Man City, uh, obviously, are hosting West Ham. So Mubama uh, is, uh, yeah, is going to be on the bottom of your bench for, for obvious reasons. Not too much I would change about that, to be honest. I mean, are you presumably in a position to roll your transfer if you wanted to? Uh, having having used your transfers last time, you wouldn't be burning one by rolling this week, would you? No, absolutely not. And I'm, uh, that's uh, what I'm thinking at the moment, because if no one gets injured uh, in the international break, which we all know always happens, and I think if my team looks good, uh, I will most likely roll because... Uh, Next game week, I believe there are a lot of uh, fixture turns for some of the players and I might 
you know, shuffle my team a little bit around. So, but my team looks okay for the, the next game week. I don't, I don't, maybe, maybe uh, making a goalkeeper transfer just in case, uh, because Forrest has uh, side, signed another goalkeeper. And um, uh, this could really, you know, uh, jeopardize the uh, starting place for Turner. But and pick for it, just uh, it was an absolute uh, disaster of a player for my for my team. And I think for the most um, you know part of FPL Twitter, uh, a lot of people had picked for it and Turner. And uh, for some reason, he's just not for some reason, but Sean, Sean Dyche's team was. Uh, you know, last year it was really. You could say that in some games they they were really good defensively, solid, and uh, Pickford was delivering points. But it's not the case this season. So uh, it's it was a mistake that I'm looking forward to uh, uh, correct. Yeah, I mean the goalkeeper area is actually an area where people are thinking about uh, sorting things out this week because a lot of people starting 11s do look good. Uh, and you don't really want to be left without a goalie. And so, yeah, it's either Pickford, who's been doing terrible, or Turner, who might not even be starting anymore. That is a little bit of a nervous place to be. But I suppose uh, game week six, as you mentioned, there's some good fixture turns there. For example, um, you know, you may want to actually reinvest in Bruno Fernandes, potentially, or at least some people who don't have a United attacker will probably be looking in that direction. Newcastle's fixtures also get good from game week six as well. Not really in many teams right now, so they're going to be differentials when you get them. So it's working out ways of... Um, really looking for the best upside and that's what's annoying about the goalkeeper situation is that sometimes it's a luxury transfer to have to change it <laughs> you know it's not that exciting is it yeah it's not exciting at, at all in the beginning of the season I, I just I was tired of I didn't want to invest too much uh, in a goalkeeper because uh, I think it's just not worth it and uh, I was really I, I gave up on goalkeeper in, in the start week one so I was like if it's if it's uh, wrong it's wrong it's whatever it's uh, not like you will be losing too many points in the beginning of the season because last year I think I haven't had a goalkeeper return all the way up until game week 13 or 12 so uh, I had a combination of Leicester keepers and they were ah. <laughs> atrocious and uh, when they uh, when I sold them they started you know, keeping clean sheets. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was, yeah, I'm never lucky with goalkeepers, but um, uh, hopefully this time my transfer pays out <laughs> at least off a couple of returns and uh, we'll see. I mean, it's incredible that you went as long as maybe game week 13, I think you said, for a first goalkeeper return and you still won the whole thing, which I suppose is a, is a decent uh, segue into our final little section, which is just, of course, to talk about um, last season and comparing it with this season uh, because uh, quite, it's quite interesting to see on Twitter that you, you put out, and I was going to ask you on this video anyway, and then you've already tweeted it, so very, uh, very <laughs> grateful for that. In terms of what your overall rank was this time last year after the four, first four game weeks and how it compared with now and uh, perhaps maybe how it compares with a lot of other people out there who perhaps sat at a rank they're not happy with so yeah t take, take us away what rank were you game week four last year how does that compare with where you're at right now uh, game week three I was 2.9 million and game week four I was uh, 1.2 million overall rank and uh, I didn't have a good start and I had to go uh, you know make some risky decisions and uh, go against Salah and uh, the beginning of the season is always 
important to study to try things it's uh if you if you make risky decisions and it doesn't pay off you can still recover because there's way too long of a season uh, to go you know it's not uh it's a marathon it's not a sprint and uh, you just have to make up points steadily and sometimes with bad game weeks they always happen it's uh, it's a marathon as long as we have a long-term plan uh, we should be improving our uh, overall ranks and quitting in the beginning of the season it just doesn't make any sense because uh, out of 10 11 million players there's there's, there's absolutely not a uh, single one that does well every game week so uh, you could use all of your chips but there's you know, better opportunities. There will be better opportunities in the throughout the season, and uh, this season is promised to be a normal one with uh, you know less uh, of you know chaotic scenarios like uh, a lot of double game weeks, blank game weeks. Um, so uh, you know, typical strategical uh, approach uh, would really help to overcome some of the bad game weeks so uh i really advise people to go on with the game because it's an amazing game we love uh it's uh even even if you're uh down in millions of overall rank you still have more than enough time to uh overcome and get the a better finish uh so uh i've uh, i've been uh i've spent four to five weeks uh, writing an, an ebook about winning FPL and I'm hopefully uh, the readers the, I just want to thank everyone who purchased it and uh, uh, I think there's a lot of um, psychological aspects to the game and uh, the way I was handling the pressure the some of the decision making uh, that led me to a victory in the end uh, I've described and uh, went over everything pretty much uh, in that uh, ebook called FPL winning FPL so uh, I would advise uh, some of my followers uh, just to have that feeling uh, of uh, what I've experienced last year and some of the tips I've uh, you know touched over there uh, it's, it's it's a short book it, it will take you more than uh, not more than two hours to read and uh, it's easy to navigate and there's uh, some really useful points and I've been getting a lot of good feedback on it so uh, make sure uh, you get a copy and uh, it's easy to access easy to read and it uh, might help you improve your rank as well mm. yeah absolutely and I think one of the things that was always stood out to me from your sort of FPL career thus far is not only did you win FPL last year which of course is well documented you actually finished uh, in the top 300 was it about 214 something like that in, in the year before and so you know that it, some some people will say now I'm, I'm sort of playing devil's advocate here there's more skill in finishing at that level than than winning it because you have at least appreciated there's a little bit of luck that takes you from maybe 200 to winning it but the point is you've done both <laughs> so to finish in the top 300 two seasons in a row I don't think I've ever come across anyone who's done that and so I think that sometimes that's a little bit of an under uh, reported part of your career so I suppose it, it I mean the book is great anyway but it's it's not just about someone who's won FPL it's about someone who's also finished in the top 300 uh, twice uh, and and that takes 
just incredible amounts of skill in terms of understanding how the game works, understanding how you work as a person. Something that me and the general talk about a lot on General's Orders is that sometimes your worst enemy in FPL is yourself because yeah. you doubt yourself or you you know second guess yourself or you go with the crowd and things like that. You've had some really really good practice over both of those seasons of really backing your decision making, uh, and that it, that is one of the reasons why the, the the book is 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 so effective and hopefully can be effective in helping other people understand how to play FPL in that way. Absolutely, uh, I could you know surely say that if I hadn't finished two hundred fifteenth the year before, I would never have won it. Uh, because the experience up top in top 1K, I would say, uh, helped me to realize a few points, uh, which I describe in a book. Uh, there is uh, a game in top 1K is completely different from uh, a game in top 10K or top 20K. It's uh, very, very competitive. But at the but at the same time, uh, once you're up top. There's little competition that's following you in a short term. So uh, it's it's an interesting moment because when you're ranked 500K, for example, and um, 20 points gap gets you, let's say, to rank 1 million, you have, uh, in, a, in a short term, you have basically 1 million opponents that could catch up within a one game week. And once you're playing, let's say in top hundred or something, twenty points gap could, you know, leave you with only 300, 400 opponents. So one thing is that you're you're fighting against one million players. Another thing is you're fighting against three hundred to four hundred. So it's it's a depending on your rank, it's a different game and different strategies. Because I played it wrong a year before. And some of the lessons learned that year have really helped me uh, to up my game this year. So um, uh, just overall, it's uh, it's a fascinating thing. Of course, there's a lot of variance in the game, and I got lucky in most of the time. It's easy to pick a good player and bank on him, but the timing has to be well as well. You know, uh, it's, we all know that Madison is a good FPL asset, but to nail those 19, 18 points holes. We all know, uh, you know, Wilson has a high ceiling as well. But uh, to nail those really high ceiling holes, uh, it's you need luck on your side as well, because uh, we all know they're good players. We all know that they will be delivering points. But sometimes we just miss, uh, you know, miss time the ownership of the player. We buy it. Uh, the you know wrong time and then sell it before it holds so it's there's a lot of luck involved and uh my answer to everyone that's saying that there's luck of course there's luck involved of course there's variance of course like we don't know future we cannot predict future all we can do is just make sure that we're prepared we did our research we watched some of the games and maybe i tested some players just to make it fun but the rest is of course has to happen Otherwise, if you're unlucky, you're unlucky. Just uh, you don't have to, uh, you know, get too upset about it. But just keep on playing the game we love. Mm, absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's incredible just to hear you talk about how the season before the one you won it helped you win it. 
because you had some practice being in that area uh, of the world. Because, I mean, I, I've never been as high as that. I think the highest I've ever been in a season for an extended period of time was about 3K. Um, so, again, I mean, your your echelon is something I've got no experience of. So it's incredible to hear from that. Uh, and uh, as you say, a great point to make uh, in terms of how the decision-making is actually reflected around timing because those people at the very top are always going to be invested in the best players, but it's just when are they invested in them and when are they not invested in them and things like that. Um, and the psychological impact of, uh, of thinking about all these people just over your shoulders uh, must have been a heavy burden. So, yeah, being able to learn from your experience on that, I think is going to be really, really helpful for people. Um, would you be able to just help us uh, understand, like people who want to go get the ebook, e where they can get it from um, and, yeah, sort of the places it's available, things like that? Yeah, the link is attached on my uh, Twitter handle. Uh, it's pinned to my profile. You just follow the link. It's easy to purchase. Once you click on the PayHip link, there is a link that goes to my uh, online store. And there's just one click away from purchasing it. So uh, once you purchase it, you get the email and you get the link to download the PDF file. So it's easy to access. Uh, I haven't seen many complaining about you know accessing it, but uh, sometimes people need you know, some instructions. It's on my Twitter account page, uh, FPL Guns. So uh, you could follow, um, just drop a follow and uh, you'll see the pinned uh, link of the, to purchase my ebook, so. Nice. Yeah, nice and easy uh, for people to get a hold of. And certainly uh, now is a good time to be checking it out with it being the international break and there being a bit of a lull in people's decision-making process. A good time for people to uh, uh, make themselves aware of your journey last year and the year before and what that can, how that can help uh, their team. And so before we, uh, before we shoot off, uh, with just a final few minutes now, uh, the international break obviously is on. Any interesting plans uh, for yourself? I mean, you're probably... I'm going to guess a little bit exhausted from all that traveling uh, to the UK, but I just wondered if you had any nice plans for that, for that spare time that you get from that decision-making process, or indeed if perhaps you'll be, maybe be buried in some stats uh, ahead of game week five. So what's the plan? Uh, fantasy football scout stats section. Uh, <laughs> the area is just uh, something I, I want to dive in because uh, this couple of weeks were really, really, um, you know, um, hectic for me and I didn't really have much time to go get into details and, uh, you know, research a little bit more, but I'll be doing just that because I think I've had a okay start. It's not a, it could have been better, but I have to catch up really soon. And, uh, there's no better place than, uh, the scout membership area. So I'll be, I'll be diving into stats. <laughs> Nice and on brand as well. I mean, funnily enough, I actually had a slide prepared. People are going to think this is all rehearsed. I actually had a slide prepared to remind people to sign up for Fantasy Football Scout membership during the international break, as I as I do on every video. But you've kind of already done the plug for me, so I appreciate that. Um, it I, it's still thirty uh, percent off as well. It was still on the preseason prices, so uh, now is a good time to to review because you can you can kind of review a lot of things without having to make an immediate decision and you can make some comparisons between certain players and things like that. So yeah, as Ali says, it is actually a very good time uh, to sort out your, your scout membership. So thank you uh, very much uh, for that, Ali. Appreciate, <laughs> appreciate the help. Yeah, I shared the, uh, I tweeted about uh, player comparison tool uh, and I think I had Odegaard and Bruno uh, comparing to each other. And uh, I was, my basic point was that uh, the Odegaard was a better option last year and uh, a lot of people still was just not convinced about it uh, and I showed in a uh, 
graph of Odegaard and uh, uh, Bruno, people still like didn't believe it, even though they goal scored, chances created, non-penalty goals, every other attacking stat was just saying that Odegaard is a better FPL pick than Bruno. And this season, uh, as well, like uh, I think uh, Odegaard scored a little bit more points than um, Bruno. Let's see how everything goes. But uh, there's a lot of great tools. Player comparisons is absolutely amazing. Just to, if you don't know who to pick, just go on uh, uh, with your eye test as well as stats. It's a good combination to pick players for. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, good good of you to mention Fernandez as well. Uh, later on uh, today, we're going to have a little video on what to do with Bruno because the stats are actually very good. And so we'll go into some more detail uh, on that and what that can mean uh, for people's teams. Of course, we've got loads of other content throughout the week as well. We'll have another episode of Deadline Dilemmas with Rich and Praz. Uh, we'll have a Q&A on Friday with Az and Sam. Uh, Karen will be doing his stats on Saturday. Uh, it's a pretty usual uh, week just without any actual deadlines we're sort of having some international break specials of, of all the shows and of course next week uh, they'll all be back on into focusing on game week five so uh, make sure you like this video subscribe to the channel and of course hit that bell notification so you don't uh, miss any of those uh, that's everything from me ali unless there's anything you wanted to uh, add to our to our viewers and our listeners before we go nothing it's always pleasure to be on thanks for having me no worries, man. It's well, it's, it's, it's our honour. It's our honour to have the winner himself sipping from his uh, his winner's mug as well, just as we uh, sign off. So, uh, yeah, good good stuff, and it's good to have you on. And uh, yeah, well, with that, we'll leave you fine, folks. To enjoy the rest of your international break, and we will see you next time. All right.